two identical apartments. One sells for $1,525,000 and the other for $1,350,000. $175,000 difference. Why? Staging. Hi, I'm Corey Canton. And I'm Maurice Singer. And we are Life Per Square Foot. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Paula Madrid, and she is a psychologist and a designer slash stager. And we brought her on to talk about this topic of staging. So Paula, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, but I personally am curious about being both psychologist professionally and a professional designer and stager. So I'd, I'd love to know sort of what evolved into that. Did you start in psychology and did you get into design or was it the other way around? Oh, hi. So, you know, I've had a lifelong interest in design, um, but I have to admit that during my first year of my doctoral program, I actually took a course in design at the same time I was taking up my basic studies. And so it's been really a lifelong passion for me. That's great. So you're the perfect person to talk about because when we are discussing staging with clients, it always comes down to the psychological impact of staging as it relates to the speed that you can sell a home and the amount that you can sell it for. So you're kind of a a double threat for us. So Paula, I know that you had really liked design for a long time. So tell us a little bit about what kind of drew you into the field and sort of, you know, what you find fascinating about it. So guys, look, as a clinical psychologist, my job is to to find ways to improve people's lives, right? It often happens through a conversation. Um, And as a decorator, I have very much enjoyed the fact that I'm able to help people live lives that are more comfortable, that feel uh, are more restful, that, you know, that invites them to relax and to kind of fulfill their their goals um, at the end of the day, which is really to to feel safe and, and warm, et cetera. Um, and so I really have enjoyed doing this work. So Maurice, going back to that apartment, which I think for us, you know, we're both really into design. It's one of the reasons I think we're in real estate. Um, but we didn't really understand how important it, it was. Um, you know, and in that apartment, um, one of them was an architect um, and the other was just, you know, a, a dear older couple. Um, there was nothing offensive about their furniture, but it just it really didn't show that well. Um, but never in my mind did I think that it would be 175,000 um, difference because of furniture. Yeah, it was honestly shocking. I mean, we both know that the power of staging is just that it's a very powerful tool to increase any sale price. And even a broker without a lot of experience will know that just by doing staging, you could up your sale price by you know, random numbers, 25,000, 50,000. But to have $175,000 difference between two apartments was significant. And it really sort of speaks to the, that psychological power. So, you know, I agree with that. And you know, what I think is even more interesting is that pretty much in every home sale that there are little to large things that you can do and that, you know, it might be replacing a couch or even just removing that really large desk. For people, I think there's an, a, like an acclimation that occurs to your home, right? Where like you become uber familiar with your possessions and your surroundings, and that becomes the most comfortable space for you literally in the whole world. So it's very difficult, especially if it's your own home, to try and view your space from like a third-party perspective. Um, and when you're able to do that, if you're able to do that, which I think is very difficult, and, and Paula will you know, tell us about this, 
um, you can see how they're, it might not be universally appealing. So our goal has always been to create something like a hotel-like presentation because it's really about creating a space that is sort of minimal, but fresh and crisp so somebody can come in and mentally overlay their world into it. And that's very difficult if there's lots of photos of your family and personal artifacts everywhere. Absolutely. And th that's why one of the keys of staging is actually to create an environment that's sort of um, neutral enough for the person, but also one that's inviting. And it is done in a very kind of careful way. We really take a look at every aspect of the, the, the home, the environment, in order to make it a successful one. Uh, for instance, we, we don't re necessarily recommend the use of certain colors or incredibly bright colors, because it is hard. I mean, what we know in psychology is that cognitively speaking, it is harder for a person to kind of um, imagine their lives um, in an environment that's full of clutter and full of items that don't belong to them. Whereas if the space is kind of more neutral, has less going on, it's easier for the person to essentially project themselves in there. And that's really key to staging, is really creating a perception about what the space may look like um, and to maximize it as well. Paula, what do you have to say also about um, this issue that I find, and it seems to be different with various people, even within the same space, but depending on your perspective, but the scale of furniture and the way it relates to a room, that there's kind of an old real estate saying that um, furnished rooms feel bigger and empty rooms feel smaller, but I have, in my own experience, come upon situations in rooms where I felt like that was inverted, and I've had people tell me totally disparate things where somebody comes into an empty room that maybe was furnished and then they suddenly say, oh, it feels so much bigger. And then somebody else says, oh gosh, it feels so much smaller. I mean, I, I always kind of joke that there's like this sort of weird magic of like the psychogeography of like furniture and like in, in a space. And I still haven't fully understand how it really works. Yeah, so look, uh, I think most people, most brains, I would say, um, have a harder time imagining what a room would look like furnished, right? It really has, it takes a special ability and, and at times really special training in order to really be able to do that. Um, and also what happens in other rooms that, uh, that do have furniture but perhaps appear to be smaller might be that the way the furniture is placed is really not as pleasant to, to the eye, if you will. Maybe it's not as symmetrical, it doesn't create create sort of, it doesn't invite the people to really kind of imagine it as their own as their own home. So I think it's a matter of both the ability of the person to, to picture what may happen there, but also the placement will make a big difference. Regarding sizing of furniture, I think that's also a big issue and, people, and many people have different ideas about what should be done. You know, my personal opinion is that if you want to create the impression, the illusion, or perhaps uh, it's a factual one, right, that a room can fit uh, a, a large enough sofa. Why put a smaller one just to make the look the room look bigger? I think that's a myth, in fact. I think if, if you can have a full-size sofa, you really need to keep it there. Just make sure it's one that is perfect for the apartment or for the home. I think choosing the right objects uh, at the right size will make a, a huge difference. It's not a matter of just saying kind of randomly, find a smaller sofa, smaller table, because that can really result in, in a very problematic situation. Um, and essentially the person coming in to take a look at it may not feel, well, this is not where I wanna be at the end of the day. I yeah. don't have space to watch television. I mean, where am I gonna sit? You know, They really will begin yeah. to ask these questions. 
And I think that's totally true. You know, the apartment that we worked on recently, you know, there was a two-person table, you know, or maybe it was it was just really small. And yeah. so this question was, you know, why are you buying this, you know, really expensive apartment that doesn't, you know, allow people to properly dine? Yeah. I mean, you, you need to think about lifestyle issues as well. So if we're, you know, we, we'll think about the, the potential demographic, right? And we need to, in some ways, cater to that demographic or what we perceive will be that. So um, a larger table. Why? Because perhaps the person coming in will like to entertain. If you have a two, you know, a table for two, it really will, will kind of be limiting to you know to the person uh, who may be looking to invite a whole family for Sunday night dinners, and same thing in terms of sofas and chairs, and even in terms of like little corners and office spaces. You really need to find ways to create an environment that's inviting, but that also feels useful and that's practical. So I think to kind of summarize on this, so, you know, making spaces seem larger is, you know, especially important in New York City, um, but it's kind of a, a blend here in terms of um, having furniture that isn't so large that it overwhelms the space, um, but it programs the space. Absolutely. So there's there's a little bit of research, actually, that, that I find to be fascinating. So it's essentially interviews of people coming out of, uh, of open homes, open houses, right? And so they were asking, you know, what kinds of, what were you thinking when you were there? And most buyers who were actually serious and who had the funds to buy the home or the loan, et cetera, were actually asking themselves questions like, how would I use this space? Mm. Where would, you know, grandma sit when she comes to visit? You know, if we have a kid in the future, how would this work out? I mean, they're asking questions about the use of the space. And so one of the goals is really to kind of provide some of those answers, provide spaces, mm. you know, uh, sitting, uh, sit, sitting areas, uh, areas where you can have a conversation, quiet spaces, using the windows in a way that maximizes, you know, the light, but also maybe it's a small, um, cozy area for reading. Yeah. So really making the most of the space is the key. I, I think, Corey, your term about how you often talk about when we're in apartments, programming the space is a great one, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, what Paula is essentially saying, and that for a lot of people, you know, especially if, let's say, you're not design-centric or you're not, you know, a stager, um, you know, we all know sort of the core aspects of, like, living arrangements, like there's a living room with a sofa, maybe there's a chair, there's a dining table, and once you get into a space that is, let's say, a little bit larger than, you know, something that can only accommodate those things, I've seen people get lost in the sense that they don't know what they're supposed to do. Like, I have all this space here, what do I put here? So, you know, programming that space and showing people that there's actually more function that can be had in a home other than a sofa and a dining table um, and a coffee table is really imperative. Yeah, absolutely. So look, I think the reason that people hire someone to do their staging is that there's really uh, sort of an art to it, right? The person is sitting there thinking very specifically about what it is that they'll like to maximize, to, to kind of heighten, and what it is that they'll like to kind of minimize. What don't they want to call out of attention to or how they can kind of improve a certain corner, a certain kind of awkward layout, or a less than wonderful kitchen. So it's really very specific. and. Um, and it can be tricky in that what the homeowners can feel offended because they they may be in love with whatever they have cho they've chosen right as as you mentioned before you know they really have create made this into their home this is the place that they feel the most comfortable in um, and what we're looking at is really what it is that we like to to display 
And so those, those are two different ways of thinking. How, what do we want to display and how do we make it as relevant to as many people as possible so that we can uh, not only maximize the prize, but also how fast the sale goes. Yeah. yeah, I think that the second part is actually all really interesting mm -hmm. because it isn't just about the price. It's yeah. about, you know, one apartment trading quickly and another, you know, taking months. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to kind of uh, follow up, though, you know, in a way, uh, the clean canvas or what that means is to make the home as appealing to a large group of people. And the hotel-like presentation, which is what Maurice and I use, and what we mean by hotel-like is twofold. It is appealing to a larger audience. Um, and then the second part is, you know, everybody wants the most money from their home. I think that, that is, you know, an obvious thing. And so the higher-end furniture creates a perception of luxury. And so if you think that your couch would not go in a hotel, then it probably isn't elevating the space. And so if something, even if it's just like some really nice pillows, I think pillows are my favorite, um, they can give a perception that this is a luxury space. And so if you're looking, you know, this is really corny for me to say, but if you're looking for a luxury price, then the people coming in want to feel as if the, you know, the environment is already of that standard. Yeah, I mean, that speaks to consistency, right? So the price of the unit that you're thinking about buying uh, should kind of, in some ways, in many ways, really match whatever you're looking at inside it. Yeah. But if there's lack of consistency, perhaps in the furniture or in some aspect of the, the apartment, let's say, it's not gonna feel right. And so that will create, I think, psychologically speaking, it'll create some a, a little bit of stress. It'll create discrepancy and a little bit of uh, hesitation. And that's exactly what we're trying to avoid here. We're trying to make the, the whole process sort of seamless and consistent and careful. And how do we do that? By bringing in items that may not be very, very expensive, but, but perhaps they look it, or they're arranged in a way that's symmetrical, in a way that matters, in a way that that you know kind of makes sense at least to the most to a large number of people that it, that really is the goal and i think what you said about something maybe not being necessarily expensive but looking at it is also very interesting because it's you know when we're selling somebody's home especially if they've been living there for a long time that furniture is being obviously used so there's natural wear and tear on things that sort of exist and even just bringing a piece of furniture conceivably even if you brought the same piece of furniture in, if one of them was 10 years old and had been used that long and one of them was essentially brand new it will feel more quote-unquote luxurious um, and so you know it's interesting we struggle with this often like as Corey said in this notion of trying to elevate the space and sometimes you know, I don't even want to use the term if we're talking to a client to elevate because we're not saying that what we're bringing in is going to elevate it above where you have it. What you have it is actually sort of homey and comfortable and perhaps even dynamic um, and that we're bringing things in almost to make it look untouched because that's really, I think, in what large sense what people are often looking for is you want to walk into a place and you want to feel like it's relatively new even if it's not. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, you know, what that makes me think of is also the fact that part of what we're doing when we're staging is we're not just offering the person the kind of the 
the ability to see an apartment or a home and a house in uh, in a way that they can project themselves onto but also what decorating does for a person is it it, it lets them aspire to what they're kind of hoping to be mm. or to become you know furniture and decor in general says a lot about who we are what we're trying to project to the world about ourselves about our our, our profession about what we like etc and so you know, this can begin actually for the buyer at the moment they walk into the house that's properly staged. Why? Because if it's a very expensive home or a luxurious home in a wonderful um, neighborhood, well, they do want it to look that way. And it sort of becomes, it kind of meets the need, right? That aspirational need, the desire for the recent graduate or the recently married couple to have a nicer, bigger, better home that's already furnished in such a beautiful place. I found that many people who attend open houses, they walk away thinking or taking pictures of some of the furniture mm. that I've chosen because it's like, well, that would be the perfect item. And so, you know, that, that's that's one of the ways in which staging can make a difference and um, inspire people to make the purchase quickly because it's really, it kind of meets their need, not just in terms of space, but psychologically in terms of what they're looking to do with that new stage in their life because that is really important to consider as well. That's really cool. I think, you know, when people say that a space feels right, mm -hmm. You know, they don't know what sort of components make that up. You know, when you see kind of whimsical things, like, you know, in kids' rooms where they have adorable little dolls, then, you know, it's it's feeding into this idea that, you know, when, if you have this as your daughter's room, that, you mm -hmm. know, the daughter is going to be playing with these adorable toys. And, you know, when you see a KitchenAid, you know, and, and why would you bring in like a 200 pound ceramic thing into a staged apartment is because in this person's head or when you're walking through, you think, wow, you know, I could, this is such a wonderful kitchen. I could totally see myself, you know, cooking here. And so the aspirational part of this is, is beyond the space, you know, being, uh, I guess, easy enough for you to overlay your own taste elevating in the sense that it has some sense of luxury even if it's just the way in which it's arranged and then even be and beyond that is the idea of what your life could be there and if all of those three things are met then you leave the home or apartment and you're excited and that's really what I think gets the emotional element of it that you specifically want to live there. Absolutely. I mean, that was just a great summary, Corey. <laughs> you really conceptualized many important points here. You know, um, you, you know what's funny about staging is that uh, a properly home stage will actually sell really quickly, and there's research that demonstrates that. But what also happens is that there's research that has also shown that people who move into the home that was properly that was staged in a way that was, let's say, professionally done, uh, that they're more likely to then move forward with the next stage in their in their professional lives because mm. it's sort of meet it's sort of gets them closer to that goal of theirs. Mm. You know, they're moving for a reason, yeah. you know. So, you know, we're, we're, we're very dynamic and sort of complex human beings, right? I mean, we're not just buying a home. There are many reasons why a person's buying a home, right? And a lot of it has to do with change, with new stages in their lives, new paths, new, you know, newness, right, in general. Yeah. And so taking that into account, um, there's researchers who are engaged in, in some studies that, that showed that, that people are more likely to kind of be able to 
accomplish that because when you envision something and the staging provides it for you concretely, then you're more likely to then kind of move forward or take further steps in order to accomplish that. So it's basically self-actualization. It is the idea that you can mm -hmm. see a home and a space and a lifestyle that yeah. really the furniture embodies. And then by purchasing it and moving into it, you're, you, know, you saw this life and you self-actualized it. Yeah, you're so more really likely empowering. to move forward. Absolutely. You're more, more likely to kind of go towards the path that you have. It, it, it feels a lot more clear, if you will. Yeah, I was going to say it, it almost, you know, a lot of people, especially when they buy a new home, they go through this sort of almost obsessive-like process to try and figure out how to furnish it and stage it, and that can be confusing and, and very overwhelming for people. So if you're coming into that with that sort of layout already mapped out in a way that makes you feel happy, you, you're sort of on more firm ground and you have more stability in your life, and then you can focus that energy that you're spending trying to figure out where to put things onto other more important things in your life. I agree. I agree. And I think people may not necessarily verbalize this, but I think people kind of realize it because yeah. they have a sense of what the home will look like or might look like if, if they decided to buy it. You know, one thing I wanted to mention, Corey, is you, you, you mentioned the idea of elegance and luxury. And while there's many different styles that are expensive and luxurious, I think there is a general idea about what is kind of elegant, even within different styles. And that yeah. is one of the goals of, of staging, right? It's not, we're not trying to create a very, uh, a specific look, a mo an ultra modern or ultra this or that necessarily, but really to, to bring in elegant and luxurious kind of items or elements in order for the space to, you know, to be elevated, as you would say. So I think, you know, it's an interesting idea because I, I think you're totally right when I say elegance that, you know, I don't mean that you just went to ABC Carpet and Home, although, you know, that would be really fun um, if I could come with you when you do that because I love the store. Um, but that you're not actually, um, you know, necessarily spending a lot of money but suiting the home and also architecturally, you know, if it's modern, then kind of going with uh, what design is there and really has more to do with placement and kind of the appropriate locations of things and, and programming, then it even necessarily means that we're, you know, or, and it doesn't mean that we are asking people to buy really expensive furniture. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and at times, uh, staging a home successfully may be a matter of five hours in which we get rid of uh, extra clothing in the closet, the dresser goes, the television uh, that's in the bedroom, uh, you know, goes to grandma's home. You know, there's just, you know, certain pieces are taken away, a couple are brought in, a rug is uh, maybe taken away so that two, so that the space, which is perhaps large, is divided into two smaller spaces, thereby creating more opportunities for the person to kind of visualize themselves in two different environments within the home. Yeah. So it's a matter of just kind of really looking at the opportunities within the house or the apartment and making those happen oftentimes with what we have going on there and bringing in a few extra items just to kind of make, you know, elevate it as, as we've yeah. been saying here. You know, ultimately, and we've sort of touched on this, but there's a whole bunch of levels of staging. So there's really minimal staging. So there's anything from, you know, removing a couple of items, cleaning the closets, you know, maybe painting a wall a lighter color um, to, you know, much larger staging where it's, you know, maybe it's just removing a couch or perhaps it is that, you know, moving out and doing kind of the larger, say, $30,000 staging. But there's, there's a whole bunch of choices and levels that you can consider. And Maurice and I, I think, have really gotten into 
getting involved with these things because we've noticed that while it's somewhat of an awkward conversation to have, that the difference is so remarkable that you know I think we both actually feel um, that we are obligated as advisors to figure out how to broach the subject because we realize how important it is. Yeah, and once we do engage like a seller in that conversation, if they're a little resistant at first, if we can get them to start sort of playing with us a little bit in terms of let's try doing this, let's try pushing things around, most of the time they tend to get into it because then they start to kind of like be able to sort of step away from their sort of usual routine and their usual vision of the home and start to sort of see and observe like different changes, how it's changing their space. Like we've had it a lot where like even like, oh, if you push this couch, you know, two feet this way, it feels a little more spacious. You're putting a little more, you know, walking room between the couch and the dining table and people you know if it's true we'll we'll always see that yeah you know what, what I'm smiling here because I was thinking about a, a, I recently did a favor for a friend I helped her to stage her home and she actually loved us so much that she decided against selling the house oh my god so, that's so funny. Um, yeah she was like you know I think I needed more space I needed you know like a fresh kind of view on things and maybe new furniture and we've done a great job so I'm staying here so for what it's worth it really can make a, a very significant difference in the way people see things in the building where I live um, there are three units you know uh, in the same line that, are, that look the same and so one of them wanted to sell their apartment uh, just two floors below and she would often send potential buyers to my apartment just because she wanted them to take a look at what yeah. like what a properly designed apartment looked like and um, and of course I was very much um, I appreciated that very much but it speaks to what you're saying that really good design and making sure that proper pieces are selected from the outset will make a very significant difference in the way people live and then of course in the future if they decide to sell. So what we're talking about here and what we've been talking about is that staging is really a different entity from interior design because the purpose is really different. You know, with staging you're trying to furnish the space to enhance the space as opposed to bring in furnishings that are going to sort of draw attention to it. Um, and the whole point of this is to increase the sale value of your home. And that in our experience between the two apartments we mentioned in the beginning, it's more powerful than even industry professionals realize sometimes. And what I, you know, what I was really inspired by talking to Paula is perception is reality. And that when someone's walking into a space, the furniture is there and is changing their perception and their understanding of the space. And so, you know, Paula's background in psychology uh, really helps me, quite frankly, explain this to clients that it's not really about the couch. It's about what the experience of the home is and whether people can use it in the ways that they want to live. And beyond that, if they can kind of dream in this space. And if you're able to create this clean canvas that gives people a vision of their life, especially in a way that is inspiring, you know, that they're going to leave the home excited. And that's really what's going to sell it. So Paula, we just want to thank you a lot for coming on Life Per Square Foot and giving us a little bit of your expertise. If anybody uh, wants to contact Paula, feel free to reach out to us and we'll share her info. Thank you so much, guys, for inviting me. It was fun. Yes, thank you so much. Always fun. All right. Take care. We are Life Per Square Foot. I'm Corey Canton. I'm Maurice Singer. Bye.